I'm David Flint, and this is Take Back Your Country. I remember writing in my Spectator column in 2016 when the deal was announced by Malcolm Turnbull and Christopher Pine that we'd be getting submarines from France. We'd be taking their nuclear submarines, ripping the nuclear engines out and putting in obsolete diesel engines, and that would cost us 50 billion to build them in Adelaide, and that gradually rose to well over 100 billion. And I wrote at the time, was it worth the 50 billion to keep Malcolm Turnbull and Christopher Pine in Parliament? Because that's what it was. For 40 years we'd been involved in this sort of activity, using the defence budget, using the submarines budget to keep politicians in power. It certainly wasn't worth it. In fact, both of them, both Turnbull and then Pine, were soon out of politics within a short period of time, and we still had the contract. It was a contract which had to come to an end because it was becoming pointless, it was costing us more money, the whole thing wasn't working out and we were going to end up with out-of-date submarines and even, even for the 100th anniversary of the victory over Japan when we could expect a naval parade probably in Sydney Harbour and the King would be there, King William, King William V would have reviewed the fleet we still wouldn't have had all the submarines, the Turnbull Pine submarines, by 2045, as if the enemy were going to wait until then. Well, the wonderful thing is that we now have this agreement, the AUKUS agreement, between Australia, the United Kingdom and the United States. It's not only about getting the nuclear technology and hopefully getting the submarines earlier than when it takes to build them, because this obsession with building them may not be the answer, but getting the submarines and having an even closer treaty with our two closest international allies, the United States and then the United Kingdom. It's often forgotten that of all the countries in the Anglosphere, of all the countries in the world, Australia is more than any other the child of both the United Kingdom and the United States. There was always a very high regard for the United States and Australia. When we were developing our constitution, we took many of the institutions in the American constitution into the Australian. One thing we decided against was to have a single-person executive, that is, an executive president. We preferred the, our ancestors preferred the Westminster system with cabinet government rather than government by an individual executive. But that, that uh, respect for the United States, that treating the United States as a model, a constitutional model, but also an economic model, dated from quite early in the 19th century. One of the things was that we 
where our ancestors anticipated that in many ways we would develop like the United States. We never did because our politicians, at least in recent years from the Hawke government, have refused to go ahead with a realistic plan to harvest the water of the country. Without water, you can't have that sort of development. But there were some significant steps which cemented a close relationship with the United States while maintaining that with the United Kingdom. In 1908, for example, the Prime Minister Alfred Deacon invited Teddy Roosevelt's Great White Fleet, a magnificent fleet, an enormous fleet, to visit Sydney and uh, other parts of Australia. And that was, uh, that was a momentous occasion in 1908 of the visit of the Great White Fleet. In the First World War, when the Americans came into the First World War, at the Battle of Hamel, both American and uh, Australian troops in that wonderful battle which signalled the beginning of the end for Germany and Austria, in the Battle of Hamel, under Sir John Monash, we had both American and Australian troops. And thereafter, in so many of the wars, the struggles waged by the United States, we have side by side. We have a situation, a dangerous situation in the world, where China, communist China, has been uh, beating the, the drums of war, as they say. She occupied the South China Sea she put in islands there. She moved on Hong Kong and didn't observe the treaty there. She's taken away the rights of the people of Hong Kong. And she looks as though she is determined to take Taiwan. If she has a territorial ambition, her next one is Taiwan. And there we were linked. We are linked to the United States and the United Kingdom. But this is a magnificent agreement not only in relation to submarines, it is a wonderful agreement in relation to a closer treaty relationship between ourselves and the United States and the United Kingdom. And as we know, in defence we have slipped behind, we must become more resilient, we must become more independent in our defence, but we do have, we are assured, that we have the close support of our two closest allies. So this is a wonderful development and it brings us very much into the latest technology. War is a terrible thing, but if there's one way to prevent war, it's to be ready for it. And AUKUS is very much a step in that direction and it has made the communist Chinese much more wary of what might happen if they dare to proceed against Taiwan. This is a, another episode in the series Take Back Your Country. Thank you. <laughs>